Welcome in the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern, certified G, bonafide stud, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. We are giving you guys the player props that you need to know for all your DraftKings FanDuel prize picks underdog adventures this weekend. And you can't teach that. Bada boom, man, the people in the room. Welcome into Ride the Line, Grant. Thank you, Tanner. Thank you, as always. Welcome in to Ride the Line, everybody. Welcome in on this wonderful Friday episode. Tanner, how is the weather up there in the Northeast? I got to ask, because it is nasty around D.C. It's fine. It's a little chilly, but other than that, it's been pretty good. Um, you know, there was a little snow the other day, but still, you got to battle. You're in the Northeast. I mean, it's kind of, it's just a gritty part of the country. It's not like Florida or California or Texas, right? Like, I mean, those they're probably a little more gritty than the Northeast. Northeast pretty soft. But overall, you got to be used to the cold, and we're used to it here. Yeah, for sure. I woke up and we've had snow. It's been one of those weeks where there's been snow on the ground, barely any, but it's been there for like five days straight because it's been so cold that it hasn't melted. I woke up. It's super cloudy and foggy. We got we got more snow on the ground. It looks like less than 20 degrees out here. So it's it's a bitter weekend. But uh, nonetheless, I'm excited for these games that we got ahead of us. Definitely. We're going to be talking to player props. As I said before, guys, if you're watching on TikTok, welcome, welcome. We've got a pretty good following on there right now. Drop your questions in the chat. We want to answer them. If you're watching on YouTube for the replay here, drop your comments. We will get back to you there. And we are very excited about these games this weekend. But before we get into that, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, guys. Smash it, hammer it, whatever verb you need to do to subscribe, do it. Uh, comment, like, do it all. Go to WSN.com. Check out our content on there. And Grant, we got some games to talk about here, so why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so I mean, why don't we go in time order, or the time we're uh, supposed to get here. We see out the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Houston Texans in the early game of the weekend. By the way, Tanner, I, can we just say, can we just talk about the storylines we've got? I mean, we've got two young, confident quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud being the rookie of the year, Lamar probably being the MVP. Then we've got the Mahomes-Allen trilogy. We've got Baker and Goff, who are both number one picks that were traded away. And then we've got Jordan Love, who had to sit for three years behind Aaron Rodgers against Mr. Irrelevant. Like These are just four perfect storylines for quarterback battles. But in this matchup here, we talked about our game pick and everything already on Wednesday, so I'm just jump right into it. I am looking at a quarterback in this game. I'm looking at C.J. Stroud to go over on his passing total. Right now, you can get this for, um, depends on actually where you're shopping at. Points bet, it looks like, has the lowest offer. So 235 and a half yards. If you're looking for the over, you would probably want to go there. And then I believe Bet Rivers has the highest. So if you're looking at the under, you would want to go there. I'm at the over. I'm on the over side of this one. The reason being that C.J. Stroud, in his first game of his NFL career, went on the road to play, guess who? The Baltimore Ravens, and threw 242 yards, no interceptions, no touchdowns, but we, we don't need touchdowns to cash a passing prop here. If you're telling me C.J. Stroud is not better than he was in his first game ever against a defense that many regard as the best in the past five to ten years, I would say you're kind of crazy. Now, I know that there's concern that the weather isn't good. By the way, Baltimore is like 30 minutes from me, so everything I was just saying, it, it's not going to be great for Stroud. But, I mean, 
We saw Patrick Mahomes go for more than 250 yards in negative 30, uh, a real feel of negative 30. We saw Josh Allen find success throwing the ball against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I know that the Ravens were amazing on defense, gave up the fewest points per game and all that stuff. But Stroud's been able to air it out against anybody that's in front of him. If Baltimore's ahead, then you know what? The Texans are going to have to throw the ball to keep up. And if the Texans are uh, if the Texans are ahead, then that means that they probably found success through the air with Stroud. Yeah, cold weather doesn't necessarily affect passing yards. It's when you get wind. It's when you get snow. So as long as that's clear, I like this play here. The bottom line is if you are on the Houston Texans, you need C.J. Stroud to go over this line. If he doesn't, they don't stand a chance in this football game because they don't run the ball well. They don't play good defense. There's just not a lot going for this Texans team outside of C.J. Stroud. So he needs to step up and be great this weekend. And if you're going with that, I got to go with the receiver in this game. That's Nico Collins to go over 80 and a half receiving yards. No tank Dell, obviously. So Collins is that one major playmaker for them, unless you're going to call Dalton Schultz a major playmaker. All I see is him drop more footballs than anything. Um, he has killed me a lot this year, but he had a big game last week. Um, obviously had some big plays over the top there, but I do like Nico Collins. Collins is just getting open. Seven passes or seven catches for 96 yards last week. Against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Had 195 the game before that against the Colts, really finding his stride. And the biggest thing that I like about what C.J. Stroud is doing, he's just throwing the ball up a lot of times too. He's trusting Collins to go out there and make plays. If it's a tight window, he's still trying to fit the ball in there. And that's what you need. You need to be aggressive against the Ravens. And that's going to lead to him going over and then hopefully Nico Collins as well. Yeah, I also like Collins as a touchdown scorer in this one. And in fact, if you give me just a second, I can tell you the value for that. Collins had eight touchdowns in the regular season. Obviously, he scored last week. He's now scored a touchdown in the six of his last nine games. He's the clear-cut number one option with Tank Dell out. So I think that's a good play. The best odds it looks like you can get uh, Collins as a touchdown scorer for are plus 170 at DraftKings, looks like. FanDuel's got him at plus 155. BetMGM at plus 150. So... All sports books given plus money for that one. And I think it's a pretty solid investment. I mean, I feel like if the Texans are going to score, it's probably going to be Stroud to Collins. Definitely. So we got some questions here. How will the field be in Buffalo? Is there going to be snow this weekend? David, we'll answer that in a minute when we talk about the Buffalo game. Danny's coming in here. Nice sweater, bro. I'm at work right now at Disney. I got the Disney sweater on. Shout out Mickey Mouse um, offering gambling now. You think the Packers got a chance? We'll talk about Packers in a minute. Um, we're both going to be on plus nine and a half, I believe, from our last show. And then, no, you're not. You're on nope, the other I'm side. I'm on Niners minus nine and a half. Okay, so I'm on Packers plus nine and a half. But we we had a whole show on our spread picks. You guys can go watch. We'll talk about that game in a minute. Do you like C.J. Stroud to throw a pick, Grant? I would lean towards no. I mean, Stroud had five interceptions all year. He had the lowest turnover rate in the league at just 1%. I know Baltimore led the league in turnovers. Actually, one of my keys to this game is who wins that battle. If Stroud plays a clean game, the Texans have a great chance to cover. If Baltimore can force a turnover, which he uh, so often does not do, then that's going to give them a real leg up. So I think that is the key to watch in this game. I would say no, he throws no interceptions. Yeah, I would probably go with no interceptions as well. He's shown that he's not going to make those big mistakes. So going to go with under on the. And again, again, Tanner, week one, the first game of his NFL career on the road in Baltimore, no turnovers. Yeah, so we'll see what he does in this game. The stakes are a little higher now. And we'll talk Bucks in a minute, guys. We're going chronologically through the games. So we're on Packers at the 49ers now. I have a prop in this one that I really like. I am on the Packers to cover in this game. Again, it's not a heavy play for me. I think both dogs could get blown out. I think both dogs could be in the game. I really, I think these are kind of coin flip 
sort of games, depending on how the uh, first quarter goes. Like if you look at the Packers last week, came out on fire, absolutely dominated. But the one area where the Packers really struggle is in their front seven, defending the run. They are terrible against the run, giving up over 120 yards per game on the ground. And Christian McCaffrey is in for a big game. He averages 5.4 yards per carry this season. He's gone over 89 and a half rushing yards in four of his past five games, and that includes three 100-plus yard performances as well. So if San Francisco leans on the run, I do think it's going to slow the tempo down. Green Bay's obviously going to have to answer with scoring cover here. But my favorite play in this game is a prop, and that's CMC over 89 and a half rushing yards. So I've got something very similar in this one. I got Christian McCaffrey over 127.5 rushing plus receiving yards. Uh, just to build on some of the points you made, Green Bay did a great job in the wild card, held Tony Pollard to 15 carries, 50-something yards, but that was uncharacteristic of them. They were 28th in rushing yards allowed during the regular season, more than 128 per game allowed to opponents. We know that the 49ers, everything they do is going to be because of McCaffrey. That's just how it goes. And when you've got someone as hot as Jordan Love, 23 total touchdowns, one interception in his last nine games, what do you want to do? You want to run the air out of the football. You want to keep him on the sideline. You don't want to have an instance where Packers get a touchdown, Niners go three and out, and Love's back out on the field. Run the ball in McCaffrey, control the time of possession, screens, dump-offs, uh, mix it up, A-gaps, B-gaps, all that stuff. I think McCaffrey, get, McCaffrey gets a huge workload, and I would like him to go over on his totals. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's hard to pass up on Christian McCaffrey. I think he's going to be the playmaker here. We got a question for Debo. Debo rushing yards. I don't even know what that is listed at. Let me check. I can, I can get it for you. I'm right here. So my thing with Debo is I've looked at this. I've looked at this before. The line, by the way, is 15 and a half, uh, the best line for the over. It's either 15 or 16 and a half, depending on the sports book. I've looked at this market before for Debo in big games because normally the, the 49ers, um, they, they open up the playbook more in these big games. I don't hate the concept of it. I just know that personally it hasn't worked out a whole lot of times that I've bet it. And I also don't think the Niners are looking at this as a game where they need to empty out their toolbox. Uh, I know that you have the Packers covering, so maybe you feel different. But I don't think you're looking at the Packers and saying, okay, that's as big of a threat as, you know, whether we play the Lions in the championship game or if we play the Chiefs or the Ravens or the Bills in the Super Bowl, et cetera. Yeah, I think the one good part about this prop, if you are looking at over, which I would not be, is the fact if you run like one jet sweep with Debo Samuel, which they're going to do a little bit, if you stick him in the backfield once, he can hit this on a couple carries, but still... Christian McCaffrey is the guy that's going to get the majority of the workload. It's the playoffs. You're going to lean on your star player, your star running back, at least. I think Debo's going to be very active in the uh, receiving game. But when it comes to running the football, I'd much rather take Christian McCaffrey. If you like Debo Samuel, go first combined, rushing plus receiving. Again, I think he's going to play a huge part catching the ball. And, um, you know, running-wise, he might get a couple carries in there to go over this line. But probably would stay away from everything Debo running-related and just lean on Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I agree with that. Jumping on over into Sunday, Tanner, we've got a game that I'm really excited to see. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road against the Detroit Lions. Coming into this season, we did our division previews. You told me the Bucs were going to win the division. I said, Tanner, they can't win anything with Baker Mayfield. Now they're one win away from the NFC Championship game, and you've, you've got me to come around. I'm a Baker guy, which is why it's only fitting. I'm taking the over on Baker's passing total. When I looked earlier, it was 263.5. Um, there's a chance that it might have moved up a little bit. The Lions just allowed Matthew Stafford to torch them for 367 yards and 10.2 yards per attempt, not completion, 
per attempt last week. So their defense isn't great, and we know that you can look at the raw numbers. They believe they were 30th in passing yards allowed per game. The, the strength of their team is not in the secondary, and I know they've had some standout performers, Brian Branch being a really impressive rookie, but this is a team that is going to let teams move the ball on them. And I feel like we talked about this in our Wednesday preview. There is going to be a lot of raw offense as far as teams get up and down the field. It's going to come down to that battle inside the red zone because you made the case that Tampa Bay allows the third fewest red zone touchdowns per opponent red zone entry. Um, and then Tampa Bay is also wasteful themselves in the red zone. So who's going to win out in that? That's probably going to determine what happens here. But I think you got to look at Baker, who's red hot, 337 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions last week, combined with the fact that the Buccaneers can't really run the football that well. And you got to be looking at Baker to have a big day. Grant, I'll say this. like You can't just jump on the Baker train. <laughs> you, got, you have to be on the Baker train through the highs and the lows, Grant. He's your guy. I'm not trying to claim him. How about I that? love Baker. I've always been a huge Baker guy. He's a hard guy not to root for. I mean, walking out to the field, like ripping smelling salts and, you know, having Zinn pouches. In his that was after the game, I thought. I thought it was he was hitting the smelling salts after the game. No, that was before. That was in the oh, okay. But he had the Zinn pouch in his, in his uh, pants at practice and the social team posted. Like, that's Baker for you. Got some comments in here. Uh, Bucks plus six and a half. I was on the under the other day. I do lean towards the Bucks. Um, Grant, I think you were on Bucks six and a half, right? I'm on the buck six and a half, and I'm on the under. Um, and if you can give me just one second here, I want to talk about the betting splits for this because I found it pretty interesting. So according to our friends at VEASAN, 31% of the money on the spread is on the Bucks. So you've got 69% of people going lines minus six and a half. And then get this, Tanner, only 16% of the money is on the under. 84% of the money is on the over. We uh we had some we, we flirted around with a show called Fade the Public before and I, I feel like this is a perfect time to do it. I rarely do you see teams and, and sides with that much public support win out. And I think that you just I think it's a sharp thing to do, be on the box in the under. Yeah, I don't necessarily love the the higher bets and the lower money there, but again, something you gotta deal with. I, I think the under is the move. If, if these teams don't convert in the red zone, it, the game's going under. And I think there's a really good chance that we see field goals and we see Dan Campbell doing stupid things. Um, and then I'm also on the Bucks as well. Current start snowed overnight. How do I tell my boss I don't want to work today? You just don't show up. Um, that line scares me. Vegas going to pull some strings. He's right. Fade the public. There we go. People are on our side. The prop I'm going with in this game. So if you're going Baker, I'm kind of parlaying off that with Kate Otten. Kate Otten had a breakout game. Like if you watch the primetime Monday night game, it looked like Kate Otten was a star receiver for the Buccaneers all season. He is not. He really, I mean, he dropped a lot of passes too. He could have well over 100 yards, but he had eight catches for 89 yards. It's like, I think we're going to see the Lions really emphasize Chris Godwin and Mike Evans in this football game. And when those guys are running vertically down the field, you're going to open up a lot of area underneath for Kate Otten. And that's exactly what we saw a lot of quick seams up the uh, up the hash marks, a lot of, you know, underneath routes. So I think Kate Otten has a big game in this one just because of what we saw last week and it works. So they're going to build off it and keep building off it. And the, t the Lions can't defend everybody. The Buccaneers do have a loaded wide receiver room when you when you break it down. So I'm going to go over KDOT and hopefully he doesn't drop a lot of passes and he can hit this 28 and a half mark pretty easily. The final game of the week, and this is the big one. Doesn't matter if you're a fan of these teams or not. This is the one that everybody wants to see. You got Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills hosting Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Tanner, I know in pre-production we talked about our pick here and we actually both have the same pick. So 
I'm going to go with a different one. Everybody out there just know that I am taking Tanner's prop as well, but I'll give a different one out. I like the under on Patrick Mahomes' passing attempts. I really had to deep, uh, dig deep in the bag for this one. So right now his line's at 37 and a half passing attempts. Last week he threw 41 passes against the Miami Dolphins. And I know you're thinking if he threw 41 passes in a real field of negative 30, surely he's going to go over again, right? I don't think that's going to be the case. The Chiefs had a 34-minute time of possession last week. That was more than two and a half minutes more than their season average. And if you just applied it to the regular season as a whole, it would have led the league if they were to average that. When you look at what Buffalo can do as far as their commitment to running the ball, especially ever since Joe Brady took over, I think the Chiefs are going to struggle to even have the ball for half of the game. And maybe they do a little bit more, but I don't think it's going to be as lopsided as the 34-plus minutes that they had it last week. Also, you look at this Bills defense, the weakness of it, if you want to call it that, they're not terrible, but they're more they're more vulnerable against the run than they are the pass. That's what we've seen so far. You've got a guy in Isaiah Pacheco who just recorded a season high in carries last week, 24 of them, and he's been heavily involved in the game plan recently, more than 17 carries per game over this last seven outings five games straight with a touchdown. I think you're going to see the Chiefs run the ball a lot. And then if push comes to shove and you need Mahomes to make plays, he's going to tuck it and run. He's he's not going to throw it out of bounds. He's not going to always force it into double coverage. We know he puts his body on the line a lot more when the postseason arrives. So the under on Mahomes passing attempts, I think that is a smart play. Common Cole does not like that play, Grant. He said the Chiefs could be creating more passing opportunities. I don't know if I like that play. Hey, I like I said, I got I dig deep for that one. It's not meant to it's not meant to immediately hit you. You just gotta go home, think about it for a little bit, and the genius of it will make sense. My so my fear is this game turns into a shootout, which I do believe, like I love the theory behind what you're talking about, like Pacheco running the ball. I think the Bills are gonna emphasize the run game. I mean, it's in both teams' best interest to keep the opposing quarterback off the field. Um, so I do like the mindset there, but I'm worried we see like the game from a few years ago when Josh Allen didn't get to touch the ball. And I don't even know if Patrick Mahomes went over 37 and a half attempts in that game, but it was just loaded with offense. Um, so that, that's my one fear. But, but. I, what about the cold weather though? I feel like that too, especially just, I, again, I know that they went over last week, but they had that time of uh, time of possession advantage. If, if these teams split it, and to your point, they're trying to keep the opposing offense off the field. It's cold. It's more about – it's not really about who can score more. It's about who can make less mistakes. And I feel like that sets up more towards unders. I agree. It's a risky play. It is, it's a very, very risky play. Y'all going Chiefs plus two and a half. Grant is – I am not. I love Josh Allen. I have a Josh Allen jersey coming today, so I can't wait for that. And I'm going over on Josh Allen's rushing yards, over 44 and a half. This is a high number. It keeps going up and up, but he's been running the football a lot more. Uh, he's going to have to use his legs to win in this game. I think it's in his best interest. It, you know, it takes away the aspect of him throwing an interception. Um, he's very dangerous with his legs. Teams have to defend that too. So I think we're going to see an emphasis on them trying to limit the explosive plays, but that's also going to lead to more Josh Allen running um, because he'll take off and go in an instant here. When you look at the Kansas City Chiefs defense, they are very good, but they have good pass rushers. They're going to be able to get to the quarterback and apply pressure, and that's when Josh Allen seems to scramble. Also, we see the quarterback, or the, the play calling, I mean, with Joe Brady, done an excellent job getting Josh Allen involved when it comes to running the football, design runs, power, trap, counter schemes. So I think we're going to see that a lot as well. It helps Josh Allen get going, and it helps him with his arm. 
Um, so the more he gets comfortable, the more he runs the football, I, I see that happening. So he's gone over this line past couple weeks. Last week, he was fantastic, had the 52-yard touchdown run, made something into nothing or made nothing into something on that play. Um, and I think we're going to see him go over once again. Realistically, I feel like he almost has to go over um, for them to win this game. I'm not saying he can't win it with his arm because he did that the last time when it was a 2017 win at Arrowhead. But this has become such a critical part of the Buffalo Bills offense. I don't think they're going to go away from it. Yeah, like I said a couple of minutes ago, this is the prop that I showed up to our pre-production meeting with. This is my favorite prop of this game, the over on Josh Allen's rushing yards. He's There's no questioning his ability or his commitment to running the football. He had 74 yards last week, 67 the week before. And if you look at his two playoff games against the Chiefs, even though he's 0-2, he ran for 68 and 88 yards. So obviously that's an average of 78 over the last three games, he's run the ball an average of 11.3 times per game. And the Chiefs, despite having an amazing defense, like you said, Tanner, second in sacks, that means they're going to have pressure, uh, create pressure, force Josh Allen to run. And the Chiefs also gave up the eighth most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks, despite not playing some of the top rushing quarterbacks, the Jalen Hurts, the Lamar Jacksons of the world. So I do think this is a spot where you have to look at Josh Allen over on the rushing yards for sure. I wonder what Jalen Hurts is doing right now. Probably loading the, the hay into the barn or talking about the power of his enemies fearing him. So, something philosophical. Jalen Hurts. What a guy. What a guy. Um, anyways, yeah. We're both on the same play there. We agree in that. We don't agree on the side. But, guys, if you want to check out all our sides, everything we talked about, sides, totals, that is on the other show on WSN, linked up in the bio on TikTok, guys. And obviously, you can find it on the YouTube channel. And then this was our prop show, Grant. We're ready for divisional round weekend. We are absolutely ready. Hey, question, if whether it's – I'm not asking you to give a lock, but you personally, what do you feel the strongest about, whether it's a prop or a side? What are you looking at this weekend? Um, if I had to feel strongest about a play, I think it's KDOT and over 28.5 receiving yards based on what they did last week with him. If not, it's CMC over 89.5 rushing yards. And, again, it's a toss-up game with the Bills and the Chiefs, but like you said, the trilogy, I think Josh Allen's got to win at some point. Um, even Peyton Manning got the best of Tom Brady at times, right? So I think we see that this weekend, but well, we'll, we'll see. Peyton also won five MVPs. Josh hasn't done that. Grant, you just hate Josh Allen. Like, I don't know why. Uh, I, I hate Josh Allen because he hasn't won five MVPs. No, I'm right? not five, but, but Tom Brady owned Peyton Manning, if you go back and actually look at the stats, owned him. Well, I mean, Brady, did Brady have three three or four? And it was three, three MVPs, Brady, right? Brady just found ways to win, though. Like Patrick Mahomes beats Josh Allen. They're going to do it a lot. I mean, this is not going to be the last time we see this game in the playoffs. So I think Josh Allen – I'll say this. If Josh Allen can't win this game at home against a Chiefs team that is not the same Chiefs team that we've seen in years past, I don't know what to say. You, you got to blow it up at that point, I feel you like. Gotta, no, you do. If he can't – like, again, you're on the Chiefs and you hate Josh Allen, that's fine. Like, if Josh Allen loses this game, though – I don't know what to say. He's at home. Bills Mafia. They might not get another home playoff game against Patrick Mahomes. And they're a better football team overall. Yeah, I, I would say top to bottom, the Bills are probably the better football team. Um, but like you said, I like the Chiefs. And it's weird you, you say I'm a Josh Allen hater because if anything, this is like me supporting Tom Brady because I, if if I were in the same spot, I would always pick Brady against Peyton Manning. But it just so happens we've got two guys with two different names. Well, I like Josh Allen better. I'm a big Josh. It's hard not to root for Josh Allen too when you look at his background. 
like going for you know sending out all the letters to to try to get a scholarship yeah. to going to you know being going to Wyoming Wyoming get where even is Wyoming nobody even knows um to play in the NFL and being a, a top pick for the Bills Mafia so it's hard not to root for him but again if he can't win this game I'm gonna lose a little taste for Josh Allen I'm not gonna be happy with him because he's at home and Bills Mafia is throwing freaking snowballs at people last week during the game like this is gonna be a tough environment. Oh, for sure. And maybe, you know, know what? Maybe I've got to become a bigger Josh Allen fan because my commies are picking second in the draft and it looks like we're taking Drake May. And to me, he's Josh Allen minus 40 or 50 pounds. So maybe I got to come around. I don't like Drake May as much. Not a big Drake May guy. Well, yeah, I, I definitely don't like him as much. I'd as rather Josh have Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels is my favorite, honestly. I saw, I saw a stat that I think 80% of his throws were outside of the numbers or to receivers that weren't covered. I don't know how well that or how much that's going to matter in the next level. Um, so I, I want to see, I, I don't know. I, I would, I wouldn't feel great and I wouldn't feel terrible about us taking Daniels. Um, but I feel like he could be a bust, but he could also be uh, a Lamar type duo threat MVP level player. You just got to kind of wait and see with him. They all could be a bust. Like Caleb Williams could be a bust. You just don't know. Like look at Trevor Lawrence. They called Trevor Lawrence the greatest quarterback prospect of this generation. He's not there yet. Well, no, he's, I, I, to be fair, that's that was probably a fair assessment of Trevor Lawrence. But no, he hasn't hit that level. They looked at Trevor Lawrence just like Caleb Williams. Like when he was coming up, like he was he's that guy. He's not there yet by any means. And he's he's very far off. So, yeah, anyway. I mean, we're off on a real tangent here. <laughs> yeah, we are. Anyone can be a bust. Um, anyways, Grant, take us out of here. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our NFL Divisional Round Playoff Prop Show. Before Tanner and I get on out of here and you guys click off, make sure that you have subscribed to the channel. We are going to be back next week talking about betting picks for the championship games, giving reviews, where we went right, where we went wrong. That's going to do it. Like the video if you enjoyed. Comment, let us know what your favorite plays are. And we will see you guys all on the next episode of Ride the Line.